but we're back. Yes, we did. But we are we're, we're back this week, and tonight is all about the struggles of surfing. This we've chosen this topic because, first of all, we've had quite a few questions that have come up with a lot of common things that come up, not yep. not just within the group, but also also um, in the one-on-one coaching. But also, you've got back into surfing. Yes, I was out for three months and finally I'm back in the water. And oh my gosh, my ribs are so sore. I forgot what it was like to actually lie on a surfboard. Mm. Um, and I think that's a, that's a big struggle that people wanting to get into surfing don't realise that your ribs actually have to almost develop a callus. Mm. And yeah. um, until that fat sort of builds up around the ribs, my gosh, it hurts like hell. Yeah, 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 and it's, it's it's been interesting listening to you coming out after you've been in surfing, just sort of saying, oh, like got because you you've you've really enjoyed it, but you've also been a little bit frustrated at times with some of the things which you've which you've started to do. Yeah. So we'll so so we'll dive into that as well this evening. Now, now before we do, we've got a few people. I can see a few people of you. A few of you are online. I was checking before that the sound was coming through in my in my headphones can someone just give me a comment if we're coming through uh, nice and loud and clear it wasn't coming through very well on the headphones but i've messed around with everything so someone just let me know in the comments if you can hear us it just, i don't know it just feels a little bit echoey um in the room tonight also what uh, what we'd like tonight is if you have got anything that you struggle with in your surfing also sound is good excellent awesome thanks luke 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 is our uh cheers luke and oh, oh, let me get rid good, of that. Good morning in the oh. UK. Yes, Luke's over in the UK. Luke is 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 our silent genius within the Ombi team. Sounds all good. Okay, perfect. Thank you very much, everybody. Got sound all good. Sound all good. Loud and clear. Donovan. Uh, sounds good. Nice and clear. Excellent. Perfect. So let's jump into it anyway. So um, I completely lost robots. I was because I was too worried about the sound. But the common struggles. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so enter anything in the comments if you've got something, and we'll get to that later on. So funny thing, like I spent three weeks, I mean, sorry, three months out of the water, whereby I couldn't do any exercise. So the, the first thing I had my, my eye surgery done, mm-hmm. and I had to be in a, a dark room, I couldn't go in any sunlight. Yep. And then second of all, I had my, my hand surgery done, whereby I couldn't even sweat because the sweat's got bacteria which could have infected my hand mm-hmm. so I literally did no exercise for three months and then jumping back into the water the first thing I felt was my paddle power had gone I was just like oh my gosh I'm pulling but I'm not going forward I'm just staying in the same place and other guys are going past me so I, I noticed I lost paddle power yep um, so when I went for a surf I took a I took my, a gun that I'd made for myself. I took an eight-foot-two out there. Oh, I, would, I would love to go and... It's, it's, it's hanging up on the wall just here. It's huge. I can't... No, I can't, I can't, I can't grab it. <laughs> it's just too big for me to grab. So my thinking was, okay, I can... Ca- there was a little bit of swell, slightly overhead, but I could paddle into waves really easy. The, not the hardest part was trying to get out and duck dive. Like, honestly, trying to push under... A high volume board took so much more energy out of me than probably paddling a less buoyant board and being able to duck up. So the amount of heavy push-ups I had to do to mm. sub the board absolutely smashed me. And then I think the second day I took a, a way less volume board, a little twin fin out, 
um, I could duct up nicely and I caught more waves. Mm. So it was interesting for me there that volume kind of wasn't my friend. Um, yeah. Having control for me was, was more... It's interesting that you say that actually because I've been running the, the, the mid-length a lot yep. and one of the things that I found with the mid-length is uh, it's great for catching everything. However, I do get really tired paddling it because it's so much harder to duck dive that thing to un un underneath the waves. So I. So you're feeling the same thing I felt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I'm I'm getting really worn out with the paddling, even though I. When I'm not duck diving, I can paddle a lot faster just to keep pushing it underneath. So it's uh, just. Whoa. I suppose those people that ride really high volume boards, if you know that when the set comes through and you you're going to get caught, I also think the amount of stress that you go through knowing that you're just about to eat it and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> I think that that's, that's quite a hard pain factor. Yeah. It's just like, oh my gosh, here it comes. Yep. Um, so yeah, I thought that was, that was one of the interesting things in the water. Well, let's jump into, so I've got some things, that I made some notes. Yep. And we'll, we'll, we'll come back to these here at the, at, at the end because that's sort of like two of ours. Yep. But I think one of, the, one of the biggest pain points and one of the biggest struggles that a lot of people have um, and especially people that that aren't lucky enough like us to live in a place where the waves are, are really cool most of the time is we've, we've had a run of about a month of yeah, good waves with alan thompson is on uh, he's up on the sunny coast hi guys week of great surf has me a little weary it's, it's <laughs> the, 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 yeah. the swell's been cranking trying to deal with that 2 p.m um surfed out trying to stay awake is is a real thing i don't know if you felt that 2 p.m. in the afternoon after you've surfed like for four hours in the morning and you're trying to do work and you're nodding off and you need a stiff coffee just to get through the day. That's yeah. a real problem. Yeah, the afternoon lulls, but then I'm normally on, on the uh, school pickup at that yeah. time and then I'm forced straight back into having to be, having to be wide awake. But um, yeah, surfing small, surfing small crappy waves is a big struggle for a lot of people. So they're, they're trying to improve their surfing but they find themselves just surfing really small waves all the time. So what, what, what can we do in that situation there? Yeah, let's well, start with that one, because I think that's a really good one. Okay. Um, sometimes having a break from surfing and then going back into it, you, you're so motivated. Because when, when I first got back into the water, I wasn't even allowed to surf, but it was such a nice, and the waves are small, but that break just reinvigorated me. Mm. So I think that's one of the things that you can do is just... So take a break. Take a break, yeah. Take a break from it. Um, the, the second I, thing... I, I, there's a lot of people going, what? Because I know that, that, that for me, if someone said, right, you can't surf for, for two weeks, which obviously happened when I, when, when I did my neck, but just that, that thought of not surfing, kind of, you kind of get used to surfing yeah, a lot. It's something that you, you, you can take for granted. Yeah. And I think when you have a break and, and you start pining and missing for it, um, or missing it, even just jumping into the water on an onshore day and just being out there and, and in the elements, it's, it's quite rewarding in itself. Then the, the second thing, I'm fortunate being a surfboard shaper, I, I can make a vast array of boards. Mm. But you having spent time with me, um, you've almost got a good board for every occasion. So if the surf's crappy, I would never say I've got a board for every occasion just because I need an excuse to always buy a new one. <laughs> yeah, well, your mid-length too long, so now you need a twin thing. Yes. <laughs> but my, my point being, 
Um, if it was really small and crappy, you could either ride your twin fin or you could ride your, your small wave board. Yeah. Or you could ride your soft top. Yeah. And you'd have fun on each one of those boards. Absolutely. But it would be a different type of fun and a different type of surfing. Yeah. A lot of people just have one board, which is their stock standard, let's call it an all-rounder, which doesn't handle big waves well, it doesn't handle small waves well, but yet they try to force it to go well in those conditions. Mm. And sometimes trying to force the issue um, doesn't allow them to have the fun that they're expecting to have. Yeah. And so just just talking about boards here very quickly, just because you mentioned before about the lot of volume for you. Yeah. So as a, as a pro-level surfer, what is a lot of volume for you? So, so what do you consider to be a lot of volume? So I normally, oh, I normally ride 25 and a half litres and I weigh 72 kilograms. Right. So my, my eight foot two up there, that was 40 litres. So it was almost double. I could not push a thing under. But then my, my 20 that I rode, that was 28 litres. So it was just for me, it was two litres more than I'd normally have. Yeah. That, was, that was enough. That gave me the paddle power. Um, it was wide enough that I could stand on it. And I had so much fun. Even though I was fatigued and tired, I could still handle that well. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It gave me more confidence riding that than, than an oversized board. Yeah. And so just going back to the, the, the whole small waves. So let's just say that not only are they small waves, but they're also waves that aren't particularly too powerful maybe it's maybe it's windswell or it's yep. that sort of onshorey kind of slop that you might get in quite a lot of places yep. i mean i i remember when i did when, when i lived back in the uk like you would get these these days where it was amazing but a vast majority of the time it was it was you, you would just sort of take what was it whatever was on offer because i could only surf the weekend so i'd yeah. only surf like i'll just take whatever was there yeah no but, i get it so I've even got a longboard in the attic, and I've, I've also got a, well, I used to have a seven foot six mini male. Right. And um, I would ride those out at the points when it was, because sometimes, especially in Australia, we get south swell in winter, and because Australia's round, the south swell almost goes past us and heads straight towards Fiji. And some of the residue swell manages to wrap in, and it will be clean, but fairly weak. Mm -hmm. Um, when I say clean, it will be like knee-high and running perfectly on the points. In which case, if you take a, a, a mal out, like a, a single fin or something, you can walk on the nose. Um, it's, it's really, really fun to surf. So I do have a vast array of boards that I ride. Hmm. Um, and I'm careful with my expectation of which board to take on which days. Yeah. Look... I'm a, I'm a huge fan of riding the soft tops. The amount of I, I have never had a surf that I didn't enjoy when I, when, I, when I've been riding the soft tops. And I think I think because you're riding a soft top, there's no expectation of high performance surfing. No. So when you can do something a little bit special on them, you get stoked. It's like wow, I actually did that. <laughs> and and then that sounds. I get stoked when I do anything on, a, on so any surfboard. That, that's like a level up achievement. Like bing, I just achieved something. Yeah. But when you go and buy Philippe Toledo's like what's his 77 model or something and you know that he can do like 360 airs and crazy stuff and you can't even do a cutback on it that's a little bit disheartening yeah so i suppose lowering that expectation and having fun makes surfing more fun yeah so if one of your struggles is surfing small crappy waves think about maybe trying out some different surf craft yep. higher volume boards soft tops i mean even to the point of like if you don't own a big soft top just Go to go and rent one. They're, they're, they're so cheap to rent. Just go, just go and rent a soft top from somewhere and so take the tail out for a spin. I, 
through my career of shaping, what I made a point of, if I saw someone surfing better than me or having more fun, I'd ask them for a ride on their boards. Just to see if it was their board made, making the difference or is it the way they move their body or how they surf the wave. So um, I, I often try to, um, the thing that made me curious in the water, I wanted to know what that was. Mm. And if you just generally have a chat with someone, and even though you want to ride their board, I'd always go, hey, do me a favor, try my new board out. I've, I've got it. Would you mind just giving me some feedback on it? And they'd go, yeah, can that catch two ways? And that gives you a chance to ride theirs. Yeah. But ultimately, I wanted to try these. I wouldn't go up and go, hey, your board looks really good. Can I have a ride on it? <laughs> they'd go, no. I'd go, hey, my board, it's a new one. I'm a bit indecisive. Tell me what you think. So then the guys like going, yeah, sure, okay. So if you play that card, um, you could almost every single surf get you to try someone else's board. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Oh, and, and the other little bit of advice there was um, was to take a break from surfing for yeah. for a couple of weeks or whatever, and uh, and then get back into it. Just so just so that you sort of reignite that want to get back into the get back into the water. And I, I know that one thing that we've also talked about and. I think it's in in one of the visualization videos where we talk about doing a visualization for riding small waves and that is about your attitude when you turn up at the beach when it is when when you turn up and it just looks a bit bleh, so your that, your mindset that's something that happened to me being out of the water for 3 months and then going back into the water my attitude was wrong so what i mean by that is I wanted every wave and I wanted every good wave. Mm. And I felt like I had three months work. Catching worth up of, to do. <laughs> yeah, catching up to do. And I felt very anxious when the sets came. I, I was almost trying to protect the sets from everyone, like, like a sheepdog. Mm. Just like trying to hurt everyone. Okay, you go there, you go there. Okay, I can take my wave. Yeah. And um, I watched some of the video playback. I, I thought the other guys were surfing good and I had to surf my, out of my skin. And they weren't. It, it, it was all in my head. So had I had just relaxed, just chilled, been one of the guys and got my fair share of waves, I probably would have relaxed and surfed better. But I put pressure on myself, pressure to get the waves, pressure to perform. And all of that nonsense was just in my head. Which leads us to one of the other points there, which is an, another struggle that a lot of people have had is, is that they overthink or they put too much pressure on themselves when they're out in the water. They set their expectations that they've got to be able to do this. And what ends up happening is you try so hard and you end up pushing so hard that you don't enjoy yourself. And, yeah. and, you, and you end up surfing really badly. Yeah. Rather than just being present in the moment and just saying, this is the wave I'm riding, so, this is what it's offering me. So th this is quite interesting. So you and I, two days ago, tried to go and shoot some footage for an upcoming yep. video. So basically, you had to surf the coffee cup and I had to surf the yep. stick. But because the camera came out, it was almost like we were, I don't know, we couldn't even surf. Well, n well, let's let's get something right here. You still did amazingly well. Oh. I just was all over the I, place. I had a wipeout, a wipeout reel that could have got run for like a minute. There, I had about every wave I wiped out on. But okay, my, my point being is that I felt that we had high expectations and we tried too hard, and we struggled to meet those. But we started having fun. Yeah, you got a little barrel. Uh, well, <laughs> I started relaxing. And towards the end of the session, when we lowered our expectations and just surfed for the fun of it, we actually got all the clips that we needed. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, it just it just came together. Yeah, it, it it came together once we kind of dropped that whole okay, I need to do this for the, for the video camera. It 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 came it came together, 
And so I think that that's, that's really important for for anybody out there surfing and, and maybe they're, they're looking to progress in certain areas. If you go out there and you try and progress in all of those areas at once, you're just going to be, you're just going to overthink it. And as soon as you overthink yeah. it, you're just going to end up, end up messing so, it up. So the, for me, the big takeaway was to try be present in the moment. Mm. Like I know um, sometimes I'll go out and my brother will be shooting photos or I'll be surfing with a mate and I want to impress him. And yeah. try to think about what I'm going to do in the future for that person, I take myself out of the moment and I often fall or wipe out in the critical moment. Yeah. But when I'm just surfing and I'm, and I'm present, um, everything's so much easier. Mm. So, yeah, you've got to be in the moment. And then when you're in the moment, you'll be able to feel the wave better and you, you'll definitely have a lot more fun with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, and I think that's, there's a real good point that Clayton's made there and that is, because obviously we... We encourage the whole going, getting, getting footage, putting it up into the surf hacks group so that you get it analysed. If you do have somebody filming you, just be really aware that you're not over trying when they are when they are filming you because that when when that camera comes out, weird weird stuff happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your brain just goes into this really weird mode, and it isn't just with surfing. I mean, with the with the the speaking and stuff that I do, I've seen people just fall apart as soon as the camera comes out, and yeah, it happens a lot within that. We kind of covered board choice there because one of the other ones is is the choice of board, and you kind of covered that with everyone having like an all rounder, an all rounder board. There yeah. are some questions coming through here which we'll get to in a moment. Look, in board choice, I encourage swapping in the water, yep. make make a friend, try it out, have a conversation around it, see what you like, what you dislike. Yeah. Um, I don't feel enough people actually do that in the water. Mm. Um, it should almost be like this one feels amazing. Have a go. What do you like about it? What do you dislike about it? Yeah. Um, my thoughts on that, and as, as I mentioned earlier on, is that I, I am a real big fan of going out there on the soft tops just to have some fun, is that I think a lot of people will, will, won't ride a soft top because they're worried about they're going to look like a, like a kook or whatever out there. But yeah. when I've, I've, I come out with the biggest smiles on my face when I've been riding my soft top. I was actually going to say that you've probably become a bit of a board connoisseur within the last <laughs> six months to a year. So what I mean by that now... You could actually look at each board and say what you like about it and how it goes and how it feels. Mm. And also what attributes to those feelings and what makes it tick and what makes it suck. Yeah, and, and, and I think a big part of that was, part of it was watching you sh go through the computer process of shaping boards, but then also making that board myself as well and actually going through the process and really getting to understand the reason why I was... Why the board was the shape that it was, and as I was glassing Ooh, so it. So you know how you said, take a break from surfing. Yeah. So I, whenever, I, whenever I have a break, I end up making myself new boards, mm. and the froth of wanting to go and ride that board in the water is the motivation to get in the water and surf again. Mm. So um, but I don't think everyone's got access to the ability to make their own board, though. Yeah, but a lot of guys have a garage. You could probably get a reject blank. Um, even if you just try and make the board yourself, you'll have an appreciation for board makers around the world. Yeah, it's it's a difficult task. It is. I was I was blown away with just how intense shaping a board is. Yeah, all the small details. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I I enjoyed it, but I don't know if I'm in a rush to do it. If I'm in a rush to do it again, to be honest. So board choice, uh, we've covered that there. Now, another big struggle that a lot of people had is that they I feel like they're sitting in the wrong place Social when they're out in the water. Yeah. So let's 
there's so many different elements to this and we, we've got a lot of comments come in already so I'm going to go down to the yep. bottom of the comments and I, want, I want to see about when you're out in the water and sitting so do you sit away from the crowd do you do you feel intimidated and so you sit on the shoulder and 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 you just just try and take the sort of scrappy seconds that somebody else doesn't get maybe hoping that that that, that, that they fall what do you find when when you are out in the water where do you sit now I'll be quite honest here and, and, and say it. There's a there's a few places which we're about to be surf where I won't sit in the proper place to take off because I feel intimidated by a lot of the other surfers that are out there. Um, some of the places can be quite aggressive, and yeah. so I always feel like I'm waiting for those for those ones where either somebody's missed it or they've fallen off, and then I might be able to just pick it up afterwards. I mean. Down at Snapper, I won't sit in front of the rocks, which is obviously where you've got to sit to get away with Down at Snapper. Yeah. Uh, so I, I always just wait for the little ones that, that come off of the side. And I feel frustrated with myself when I get out of the water because I'm just like, if only I just kind of, if I just... Manned up. Manned up and, just, up and, go, and just go and paddled out there and, 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 and actually gone for it, would I have, would I have got that, that amazing wave? But yeah, I do have this, this, this thing that, that I, I find myself backing away from that sort of collect group. So think of kids when they play. They are playing with the intention of just being in the moment and having fun. And they're going where the fun is. And I think at some stages, as we get older, we start to forget how to play. Mm. And we start overthinking and looking at something that should be playful um, in terms of what could go wrong. So it's like, imagine my son goes, hey, dad, can I go run across the park and go kick a soccer ball? And I go to him, yeah, can't, no worries. Oh, just watch out, you don't get hit by a car on the way. And there's some really aggressive dogs, two houses down, watch they don't bite you. And there may be some bullies on the oval. Yeah. Don't get beaten up by them. So straight away, car's going to go like, oh, geez, I'm probably better off sitting at home. Because, like, I've haven't focused on the actual fun element and the play element. Yeah. I've focused on all those things that could go wrong. And I think in the water, sometimes we have the tendency to um, think those negative thoughts. And what I started to do is I started going through just a checklist of what I'm grateful for. My hand's better. My eye's better. I'm back in the water. I've got a board that I like. There's a few waves. It's the start of winter. Mm. It's offshore. The sun's shining. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've got so much to be thankful for. And then I got a good wave, and I was just smiling. And I yeah, like, it's it's there. I think another thing as well that I do, and and I this was when we were out surfing the other day, and I and I actually said to you, and, and so there was there was a really good peak, and then there was a, a then there was another peak over here, but it wasn't quite as consistent. Uh, the waves weren't quite as good, but I would ref, I was refusing to go and sit on the better peak, even though it wasn't overly busy, because the energy out there was it was just this horrible horrible energy of just people battling with each other and and a few, couple of other people would have had a bit of a shout shouting match with each other and I just for me I just didn't feel like sitting there so it, you'd probably be able to um, talk more about this but if you can't control the situation you've got to rem remove yourself from the yeah. situation and I think that's a very valid point I was happier catching just those waves on that second peak and having a lot of fun mm than having to fight for waves and just having my back up and being a bit aggressive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, that is 
I mean, you've you've hit the nail on the head with it, which is only don't try and control something that's that that's out of your control. So if all those people are going to be really grumpy and 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 aggressive, then then yeah, I think sit away from them. And I think what what we need to be careful of though is because there's there's two situations here. Like in that situation there, we chose to sat on the other peak so that we would would get probably a little bit less waves, but we wouldn't have all of that aggro going on. However, then there are the times where I won't sit in the right place, but that's through fear. And, it's, and I think it's about identifying those, those, the difference between the two. So, yeah, so, so that's something that you could control. Yeah. Um, you, you need to identify what you're really scared of. Um, and, like... Oh, it's, it's tricky. There's so many elements that come into it. But honest, being honest with yourself and then often, like say, say if you're scared of a big drop, that might cause you to look down. But if you looked across the wave at how good the wave was, that might encourage you to want to actually surf the wave. So in mountain climbing, they, never, they always say don't look down. And the reason being is because the, the fear is going to probably freeze you and then you, you could make a bad call and fall. Hmm. Whereas if you always look up to where you want to go, you're getting closer and closer to your destination. Yeah. So with surfing, um, you always look at, you want to look at the positive in the wave, not as, not sort of at the, the negative part, the, the thing that scares you. Yeah. And most people unfortunately focus on the fear rather than the fun when they're surfing. Yeah. So which, which leads us into, and Luke's, Luke's is onto it. He's, so here we, here we go. Bring... Bring us back to Oreo and why some people can't feel Oreo. This, this, this is gold. Yeah. So, so the Oreo is all about that feeling of when the wave starts to pick you up. So if you are, if you are new to, um, to, the, to, the, to the Ombi channel, then you might hear us talk about things like Oreo biscuits, coffee cups, all that yeah, kind of stuff. thing. Uh, the next live that, that, that we do, I've actually got it down as, as breaking down the Ombi language to, uh, to try and explain a few of those things because we've, we've had quite a lot of questions around it. But that, that feeling of we're actually getting lifted up is what the Oreo biscuit is. But a lot of people are scared of that. Yeah. And so they then sit further down on the shoulder and they paddle like crazy people trying to get on the wave rather than just having it the easy route, which is just gliding. Yes, yeah, so um, how do we... It's weird. I always look for um, like explanations outside of surfing to mm. explain surfing. Um, Someone here said, said your, your, your soccer analogy is your best yet. Can you... My soccer analogy? I can't, I can't remember your soccer analogy. I wonder if we can tie it in here with I, this. I can't remember the soccer okay. analogy either. Can, can't, remember, can't remember the, the so soccer analogy. My brain's like a sieve. It doesn't retain a lot of water. Um, so I get these really good ideas. They swivel around and they all just go... And they're gone. So, um, okay. So the Oreo biscuit. But we're, but we're talking about... so. Let me, let me try and help you a little bit here. So we're talking about people not sitting in the right place. People, people struggle with whereabouts to sit. I think the problem is whereabouts you're meant to sit, that, that really prime takeoff spot where you can use the Oreo to feel the power of the wave lift you up. So it's, it's almost like a, a one-two and then you're gliding in to take off. A lot of people until they get used to that, they have this big fear of it. So what yeah, they do is they sit down on the shoulder. So then it ends up in this conundrum of, am I sitting in the right place? Because I feel like I'm having to paddle so much to catch a wave, yeah. where I'm watching these other people catch waves and they're hardly doing anything to get on them. 
Well, you may see them as hardly doing anything, but they they're comfortable. Yeah. Where someone who's in the same spot right next to them would be uncomfortable. So if you looked at what was written in their face and written in their body language, they're, they're showing you a lot. Yeah. Where someone that's comfortable, they're, they're only looking at where they want to go. And they're, they're, they're the people who are in the moment. Mm. The people who have tension are the people that freaking out and they're not present. Yeah. Now, I know, I, I know that we've spoken in a lot of episodes about this, but going body surfing is a really good way to start to be able to tap into that power and be able to feel that power of the wave lifting you up so that you get comfortable with, with, that, with that zone. And I mean, we've got a whole, a whole program uh, which is called Catching More Waves, which is all based around whereabouts you need to sit. But, but just really, really, really quickly, there is a treasure map, isn't there? Just, just quickly touch upon that, and yeah. then, and then we'll move into the other one. So, the, okay, so explain what what the treasure map is, and, and how you can identify where you need to sit. When a wave breaks, it leaves a uh, what I call a white water map. So, if there's a sandbar, what the wave won't break in deep water; it'll break in shallow water. And where the shallow water is, there'll be churned up white water. And if you look back at how the waves run, it'll almost have a good wave will have a line where there's um, still water and then churned up white water. And you could follow that line out to the tip, and that's kind of where you want to take off from. Mm. And generally, because waves come in, in, in sets and it's that they travel a long distance, there's like a pattern to them. So yeah. if you know where the sandbank is, there's a very good chance that they're going to come every few minutes to a certain pattern, and then you can get into rhythm with the ocean. Yeah. And then once you know how that rhythm's working, you can kind of start to relax because you, you know what to expect. Yeah. And then even if you've fallen off once or twice, you can sort of um, you can get your, your takeoff position right, you can get your looking right, and then you can sort of tackle the surf and have some fun with it. Yeah, I, I highly recommend that if any of you are at a, at a beach which has waves and you've got some headland, where actually you can get up higher, so that you can see out, just just go and just stand and watch the ocean for about half an hour and just start to watch these white water maps start to play out. And you, it will start to give you a really good understanding of, ah, oh, okay, that's whereabouts people should be sat. And then you can, you can almost look at the other people in the water and you can see who those people are who are really good at reading the ocean. So Don't you, we have some um, drone footage with the latest um, YouTube clip that we put up, the, the beginner's one? I think we do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you, that. yeah. If you, if you if you haven't seen it yet, we put up a, uh, a learn to surf uh, piece of YouTube content. There was, and I think yeah, I think that there was some drone footage in that. Um, if not, then we've got another YouTube video that's coming up. Hopefully, it'll be out tomorrow. Fingers crossed. Um, which which has got some more real cool tips in it. Fifteen tips to be exact. It, to be really exact, <laughs> fifteen tips. Um, there was one other thing that I was thinking of then which was just with regards to, oh, yeah, it was this. So we've got um, Not The Real McCoy. Hey, guys, love this series. Unbelievably good. The bus stop. So the bus stop is the identifying the place about to sit, feeling the wave, relaxing, surf skating. Thank you. I'm 66 and I'm more stoked now than I was when I was 19. That is awesome. Wow. So um, I actually commented today and I said to someone, how good is this community? Um, my point being is someone posted something and the community is getting behind every comment and yeah. there's really good feedback coming through. Like 
golden nuggets, but from from various different experiences, mm. which means that um, you, you've almost got, I'd say, experts because they've been through something and they've felt something and they're giving you various different um, aspects of the same um, subject. Yeah. And um, it's, it's phenomenal because for, for me as a coach, I might only be able to give you one or two scenarios, but now we've got maybe, I don't know, 15, 20 comments on someone, giving yeah. them 15 to 20 different valid opinions, and it's it's phenomenal. So so well done to the Surfax group. It's Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, just quickly go through these last few ones here. Yeah. We kind of almost covered them a little bit. So we got sitting in the wrong place, which we just done. Uh, problem We're, six is a biggie. We'll do that in there in a second. Worried you're going to get dumped on the takeoff, which is kind of about the whole bus stop thing, and it is that feeling. But... I have exactly the same thing. When we, when we went out the other day and it was a yeah. bit bigger, I just had this huge worry that when the wave, because it, it, it was, it was I, thought, I thought it was big. I, it, was, it, was, it was making my, my bum cheeks clench a lot when we were out there. Clench goes, oh, yeah, it's only four foot. But to me, it was big. And the one thing that, that was worrying me the whole time was would I be able to, to make that takeoff without getting thrown over the falls? So I feel that as an everyday surfer, if I'm struggling with it, then I, I'm going to say that a lot of other people struggle with that same thing as well, of, of worrying about just getting thrown on the takeoff, especially on those hollower waves. Yeah, um, I saw a girl surfing two days ago, and she saw a wave coming, and she was just panic paddling, pulling water, stressing, and she went over the falls and fell. So all that stress, and she did, kind of did it wrong, and she, like, that worry turned into reality. Mm. So what could she have done differently to change her circumstances? Well, what she... well, And th this is something that fascinates me, but if, if she had stayed... If she had stayed calm yep. and not panic-paddled and just used the, used the Oreo technique and, 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 and glided, glided, glid, glide, whatever it is, and did that in... And obviously that, and looked so where actually wants to go. This is a big one for me. I would like people to, instead of when they paddle into a wave, instead of going, oh, no, I can't do it, I'm going to go with the falls or something bad's going to happen, to say, maybe. Maybe I'm going to catch the wave, maybe I won't. So the first thing you do is you just turn and just look at it. Don't even paddle. Then the swell will start lifting you up, you'll feel the tail lift, it'll start picking you up above sea level. Don't look at the bad in the wave. Look for the good in the wave. Still saying maybe. And if that doesn't entice you, you're then entitled to say no. And then just sit up and don't paddle for it. But if looking down the line and you're enticed because that wave looks beautiful, then try to glide into it, breathe, and surf the wave and enjoy it. Okay. Maybe. Now, that's a powerful word. It is a powerful word. And this is a conversation... And would I, I, I don't know if, it's, if I'd say a disagreement that I think you and I, it's a, it's a conversation that you, that you and I have a lot about this kind of thing. And I like the idea of, of maybe, I think it's, I, th I do believe that it is very powerful. There, for me, I feel that, so if, if we're talking about waves, we're about to worry we're going to get pitched over or, or thrown over the falls. A lot of the people within this community 
um, they, they might have been getting into surfing later on in life or maybe they're, they're like myself where you've been surfing for years and years and years and all of a sudden you've realised that you've been surfing uh, not in the correct way for so long so now you're trying to, to recorrect it and then you're sort of really getting into it. Now, as a father of two kids, there's different things play in your mind. This, this extra fear comes in there and had I maybe taken all of those wipeouts when I was younger then maybe I wouldn't be quite so worried about it. And I mean, you've been surfing for so long, you've, you've surfed over in, in South Africa, you had all those big wipeouts. So, so for you, well, you never fall off, that's, that's the thing, so. No, I fall off a lot. So, but, not um, on the, but not on the takeoff, it's a, the, the takeoff is a really scary fall, I think. One of our Ombi coaches, Twiggy van Ryan, who lives in, in Bali, mm. he posted something a while back and it goes along the lines of, and I, I never remember this stuff properly, but something along the lines of um, so many people are worried about falling, but what if you fly? Mm. So. Yeah, and I, look, and I 100% agree with you. What really fascinates me, and it's something which I've been really trying to understand over the last, probably over the last 12 months, is this calm in chaos, this idea yeah. of being able to remain relaxed. Because you're saying it'd be fine if you just just like you said about, about the girl if she just um if she just looked like she wanted to go and she relaxed and breathed like it's easy much easier to say than it is to do okay hang on you're, you're a public speaker and yeah. you, you speak to audiences of like a thousand you've been on tv yeah you've spoken to the whole of australia yeah not all at once but well, you know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah about. so if you do you get nervous getting up on stage not anymore, but the reason for that is because I've done it so many times now, but I, I have bombed badly on stage. What I've, made you bomb? Inexperience, wow, I, what I, 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 I would say. So inexperience, still, still learning the ropes. But then, but then this is right, so it relates back to you've had those wipeouts when you were younger. Yeah. And so you're now, you're, you've now built up the skills so that you don't have, so you can make those takeoffs. But for those of us that are now suddenly realizing, hey, I want to improve my takeoff, but then you're going, crap, but I might end up getting thrown over, I might end up hitting a reef or getting pushed into the sand. That fear kicks in, and when that fear kicks in, it can be paralyzing. Okay, so here's the difference. Over 10, 20 years, Wiley said I was learning how to do that. Mm. I didn't have a coach going, hey, do it this way, or no, you did it wrong. Mm. It, was, it was trial and error. So, um, yes, I've made a lot of mistakes, but I had to learn from them. So I suppose what we got now is we've got this, this whole program on how to do it right. Yeah. However, there's still fear which might make you do the wrong decision. If you've done it wrong, we are here to inform you that you've kind of done it wrong and, and show you how to fix it. So you need to learn from those mistakes. Yeah. So I do encourage you to go and you have to make those mistakes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had coaching with um, the Kiwi Kids this last Tuesday and they were not allowed to do more than one turn. They had to go and fall off on the first turn. In other words, try as hard as they can. And through falling, they then figure out how to do it. And if they made the first one, they had to damn well fall off the second one. Right. And if they start doing well and they make the second one, they got to go for like a, a crazy air or something on the third one. Right. So basically, I'm encouraging them to not surf with fear, but to actually embrace the fear and, and fall off more, mm. and, and that way learn more. Yeah. Look, I'm 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 not disagreeing with you, 
and I and I fully agree that we need to. Uh, and I think somebody in last time we were live, they said full forwards. So that's full um, with the intention of of learning something from it, yeah. which is which, which I 100% agree with. What really fascinates me though is that idea of trying to remain calm in chaos. Trying so going for that bigger wave, which would normally scare the bejesus out of you. Okay, why do kids learn quicker than adults? Because they because they haven't got so many responsibilities. <laughs> they haven't got to worry about if they fall off and bang their head or or break their arm or something that they won't be able to earn, earn, earn an income. Yeah, yeah. They just stay in the moment having fun. Yeah, and so just go for it. I mean. It's, Oh, we, we could talk about this for hours and hours and hours, and, and it, it's a topic that really fascinates me, but even down to trampolining. Now, I, I remember when I was younger, I used to get on a trampoline, and I'd just bounce up and down. Now, if I take the kids to one of these trampoline parks, I find myself being really tense. As I, like, if I try and do that jumpy jump, and then you sit down in your bum, and then you yep. come back up again, I can feel my whole body tense up, because I've suddenly got this fear of, I might, like, my, my back might suddenly go or something. Yep. And so... I'm like that with my knees. Like I don't want to bend my knees because I've had two cartilage um, operations done, so I got stiff knees. Mm. So I'm always complaining. Oh, I didn't bend my knees on that turn, but in the back of my mind, I'm I'm basically protecting myself. Okay. So, okay. So the, the so the whole idea here, I think, is let's just go back to 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 your idea or Twiggy's idea of using the word maybe. It's it's a topic which we could go on about for ages. It could be debated for ages because. We are always going to find ourselves pulling in tension, holding in, holding in fear, tensing up. But yeah, just saying, saying maybe, and 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 giving it a go. Yeah, just instead of going outright, no, I'm not going. It's too big. It's too scary. Mm. Maybe just look at it. Have it if you try yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You won't. You don't know until you go. Okay, anyway, let's draw a line in the sand on that yeah. one and let's move away from it because we could keep on going on for ages. Um, right, we're going to the, we're go to the questions here in just a second. Yep. Bogging the rails on turns, though, is something that a lot of people struggle with and I think there's, a, there's quite a, a relatively quick answer for this one. Yeah. Um, we had, I, wish I, I wish I'd pulled up that, that, that video that we had the other day of okay, that so, guy. So think about this. If you ride a bicycle slowly and you lean, you're going to fall over. Mm. So a lot of people, when they learn how to surf, um, because they're riding smaller waves and they're riding foamies, they can't lean because they're not going fast enough. So what happens is you, you inevitably twist your board along the wave. And then as they progress into their surfing, some people never adopt the leaning on the bottom turn. So what happens, they twist off their bottom and they go to the top of the wave and then the wave kind of gets a bit steeper so that they actually start to turn over. But because they start slowing down and they're leaning over, they, they catch a bit of a rail. Mm. So what it is, they aren't used to the steepness of the wave and they, they're very used to surfing flat. Yep. So they, they don't compensate for that. Now, the other thing is that if you're going slowly on a bicycle, you actually have to twist. So they'll go up the wave, the wave will tilt, and they end up going backwards and leaning, and the hands go all funny and they fall off. If they just twist it off the top, and that sort of maintain better balance and be able to ride out of the turn. Mm. So I always say when you've got speed, you want to lean. When you go slowly off the top, you want to twist. Yep. Excellent. So let's, let's jump into some of these questions here. So yep. 
I'm going to go back through them and hopefully I catch all of them. So Ryan, as, hey guys, just a quick question. Do you have uh, to have flat, out, flat hands on the deck and an arched back on a steeper wave? Um, I've always been hands on the rails. I've never been the, the flat hand person. Um, it's personal preference, so it, don't look big into it. Um, it's wh whatever you're comfortable with. And arch back? Um, arch back on a steeper wave, oh, on the pop-up. On a steeper wave, definitely arch back. Um, the only time I'm chin forward is if I'm ill-positioned or I'm, I'm almost on the back of the wave, like I've, I've nearly missed it. I'm, I'm going to put my chin forward and try, try to get over the ledge. Mm. But generally, I want to be sort of under it, paddling for it, and I'm going to arch my back. Yeah, yeah. Which is the whole Oreo biscuit yeah. technique. Uh, Ryan got another question for his, for his wife. Just asking for a friend. Uh, best advice for my wife, who has just had a baby. What is the best thing for her to get back into her surfing? Ooh. Um, funny thing happens when women have babies. Um, they become a lot more fearful in the water. Mm. Um, I think it's just that nurturing responsibility. Fear becomes a, a really big factor. Yep. So I just take it really slow, keep it fun, um, ride a big board that's super buoyant, easy to catch waves, but be selective on the days that you surf. Yeah. If it looks scary and it looks intimidating, don't go out. Rather just choose the days that you're going to surf. Well, I, I don't know if this would be helpful at all, Ryan, but when I, so when I broke my neck back at the beginning of the year and then I did start to get back in the water, I was surfing an eight-foot soft top I was going out in really mellow waves and I wasn't even really worried about catching. I was just, just paddling around in them. And if, if one kind of took me, then I would stand up and then just ride in and not trying to do any fancy turns or anything, but it was just sort of standing up and just, and just feeling that flow. And, and I just had so much fun doing that. So, I mean, I kind of would say it might be a very similar sort of thing because I was, I was really nervous about obviously my neck and maybe falling off and hitting, hitting my, my head again. So I just took it super easy, soft top, nice mellow waves, and just yep. cruised around, just catching what big, sort of Big emphasis on the fun. And um, I mean, they've gone through a huge body transformation. Uh, I, I didn't surf for three months. I don't know how long his wife won't surf mm. for, but they won't have the power, they won't have the strength. So just ease back into it nice and slowly. Yeah. And uh, Ryan, if she doesn't own a uh, soft top, it could be an awesome present to buy her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For you, I mean her. <laughs> uh, okay, Kyle Danielson, would love to see your guys' mid-lengths, uh, guys' mid-dimensions, etc. tail shape, maybe a separate show. Yeah, I was actually thinking, and let, let me know in the comments below if this would be uh, interesting for you, because obviously Clayton's got his boards, but he's uh, rides really low volume, really high performance boards, whereas I'm your everyday surfer. And I was thinking about actually doing, just creating a, an entire video about all the boards that Clay has made me and everything that I'm riding. If that's something that you would find useful. Yeah, I'd like to do that. I've, I've, like, got, I've got a really good create, round tails, crea creative tails, idea of having drone tails. shots and everything. I've got, yeah. a, I've got, I've got a lot of boards. Okay. Uh, but I, if, if that would be helpful, then let me know. And I'll, I'll look at making that over the next, over the next sort of uh, few weeks. And I'll, I'll, I'll make a video, post it up, show you exactly what, what I'm riding. Video. That could be good. Yeah, yeah, we won't do it live. I'll make it nice and sort of quite cool, cool. and funky. Anyway, let me, let me know in the comments below. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. Good to see you from London. I'm with Alan. I've, ch I've changed my name now. Alan. 
Oh no, I'll miss somebody up above. Uh, my struggle has been the late takeoff on some of the cranking beach breaks. Any tips? I did watch your post on late takeoffs. Yeah, a four to six foot barrel, I end up <laughs> shooting myself. Yeah. Okay. Um, the beach breaks. It definitely takes a level of commitment. So you answer that while I have a look at the other yeah. questions. Okay. Okay. So talk, talk about beach breaks. Um, think about this. If this table that we're sitting in front of, if I jumped off the table, I would need to soften my legs for the landing. Now, what happens with people that are a bit scared or a bit nervous or something, when they catch a big wave and they take off and they, they land, they've they got stiff legs and stiff arms. And what happens when they hit the water, it's almost like they, they, they bounce off the water or they, they land with like a shock wave. So um, they, they end up catching rail or the board spins out. But if you took off and you just softened your knees and dropped in almost like a skateboarder dropping into a ramp. So you want to bend your knees and absorb the takeoff. To do that, you've got to relax but commit to the wave. A lot of guys commit but they're not relaxed. Mm. And in doing so, the tension, like if I've got tension in that hand, my board's going that way. If I've got tension in two hands, I'm telling the board, go left, right. If I've got tension in my legs, I'm telling the board so many mixed signals because of the tension that's in my body. And this is whereabouts we could go back into the, the, my, my debate from before in that when it's scary, you are going to tense up. So I suppose it's a case of allowing yourself to... Uh, uh, this, this is actually good, actually, because this is one of the things that, that you've said to me before. When I've taken a pretty big wipeout, you've said, I'll come back up afterwards, you go, see, it wasn't that bad, was it? And I think once you just allow it to happen, you do realise that it, well, I went to it you, I went, that bad. How long were you under for? And you were like, oh, maybe like four seconds. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it wasn't that bad, was it? You're like, no. I'm like, okay, what's the fuss about? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, come for coaching with Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, excuse us, but I'm a dick in the water. Sorry, I just like, it's kind of black and white. Very black and white. Yeah. Okay, uh, this, I can't quite make sense of this. Have you ever tried regular short boards with no toe-in angles for small waves? Yes, I have. Um, so uh, okay, so I feel that I don't understand that question. Okay, I, I, so I might make a complete fool of myself now, like, what are you talking about, Anthony? But for anybody else who has got confused by what's said there, can you just elaborate what that means? Yes, okay, so if your fins were dead straight... You could push a board and there'd be less resistance from the water mm -hmm. and your board would plane quicker through the water. Yep. Okay. The problem is you're going to have a hard time turning it. So the more toe-in your board has, ah. okay, water hits the outside of the fin, causes drag, but the water going through the centre of the fin accelerates and helps the board turn left or right. Okay. Okay. Woo. So, Learned something there. So Alexandra was asking me, have I played around with boards with less... With no, with, with no, no toe. toe. So I suppose they're and parallel. Yes, they're really quick. But when I want to turn them, the board just wants to keep going straight. So it's almost like it's got a mind of its own. It's like a drag racer that's woof, straight, can't turn the thing. So th there you've got no control. Okay. Fiona. Hey, Fiona, how are you doing? Fiona's put another comment further down. Um, that I bumped into into the car park a little while back. What do you recommend for an occasional weekend surfer? If we travel down to the Gold Coast on weekends, uh, so I'm going to say that this would so the occasional weekend surfer would be a lot of people in the UK having to travel down to Cornwall for their for their for Brisbane their waves down to the Gold yep. Coast. Yeah. Um, 
you can't so if we travel down to the Gold Coast on weekends you can't get great waves all the time I'm just trying out I'm assuming that's meant to say a midi as a, as a middle but have you got a, re a recommendation for a weekend surfer so you know what we're fairly lucky we can almost surf nearly every day we're super lucky yeah we're, we're, we're okay. damn we're lucky <laughs> damn it but um, we because we're going to on a regular basis, we, we're fairly in tune with what banks are breaking, yeah. what wind it needs to break on, what tide it needs to break on. Yeah. And we've got a plan B and a plan C. Yeah. So in other words, if it's really small, we're going somewhere else. And if it's fairly big, we're going somewhere else. Yeah. So um, that knowledge, where, where does that knowledge come from? How do you build that up? Because how, how do you box that and give that to Fiona? It's difficult. That's, that's really hard. Yeah. So what she Because it comes from being here. Yes. So you either got to meet up with someone who, who has a bit of local knowledge. Mm. Um, or, or, I don't know. That, that, that's the best way to do it is just to, to meet locals who know what's working or what's mm. not working. I mean, yeah. One of the things that I do... So if, I, if, if I'm... If, if, if we're... If I'm... Flying around here on the Gold Coast, I've got a little scooter that I ride because it's easier to park. So I will have to choose my board at home because I can only take one board. But if I've got the luxury of a car, I will normally chuck two or three boards in so that when I rock up, I go, oh, okay, it's a bit smaller than I thought it was going to be so I can maybe take a soft top out or, or, or the... And don't listen to the surf reports. <laughs> the surf reports want you to go down to the beach because you end up just going surfing. So honestly, when it's small, they'll tell you it's two foot. And when it's big, they'll tell you it's three foot. Mm. And they just try to get you in the water, which is a good thing for surfing. But um, most of the times I feel they're fairly inaccurate. Um, often they've said it's flat and I've gone down to the beach and it's shoulder to head high. And often I've gone down to the beach and they say it's going to be like 10 feet and it's overhead. Yeah. Yeah. So don't, don't listen. I've actually resorted to, if, I, if, if it's really early in the morning, I'm about to go for that, that morning surface, I'll, I'll just chuck on the camera. And have a quick look just to see it. Yeah. Um, but but so, otherwise, I physically just go down to the beach. But then that's and it's normally down at the beach at about four thirty, like an hour or two before the sunlight. <laughs> and then I'll text him at like seven and go, "Hey, Anne, how the waves?" And he'll go, "Oh, it's really really cool." And then I'll go down. Uh, okay. What motivates you guys to surf sloppy onshore conditions? Learning how to do airs. Um, if I've had a bad day and I want to clear my mind, I'll just go in the ocean and just de-stress. Mm. Um, or if I've got a new board and I want to just um, have it to myself, no one in the water, it, it catch any wave I want. Because I just want a section where I can bottom turn and hit it. I don't need a perfect wave, I just want to see how the board goes on a section. Mm. I mean, if I've got sloppy onshore conditions, I just... Well, you, you, Sometimes it's you, fun, yeah, because yeah. It, the crowd goes in. I'm like, yes! You, still some good waves. I mean, you've been hanging around me long enough. I I get ridiculously excited about a lot of things. Yes. Uh, to the point where I irritate you with it sometimes. In the, no, I, I, I just get really enthusiastic about everything. If I can just get in the water, to me, that's, that's just really cool. Even if it's only the soft top and I'm catching crappy waves, I don't care. It's just, it's just, it's just fun. And that's, that's yeah. where that I see it. It's just like, where can I find the fun? That's what motivates me, is yeah. that search for fun. I'm all about having fun. And also, be careful of the people that you're around with. I love surfing with Ant because he lifts me up. 
if you got a guy that you're hanging with or girl and she's like, oh, it's on shore, it's crap, I don't want to surf, and they're dragging their knuckles down to the beach, probably just trade him for a bit more of an upbeat, happy dude. <laughs> trade them in. Yeah. Just trade in your surfing partner for somebody who's a bit more up, upbeat and happy. 100%. I mean, and, and the, we had a, uh, there was a period of time towards the end of uh, last, last, it was like last spring, I think it was, where we had a lot of the Ombi crew in the water. It was, yeah, it, it, it was always on a Friday. And the vibe in the water was just phenomenal. It didn't matter what the surf was like. The vibe out there was amazing. Everyone was having a good time. There was smiles. There was yous. Everyone was getting on with each other. It was awesome. So, yeah. And that was, it's cool to just, be, to just be able to hang around with people like that. For that sure. positivity almost pushes out any, any aggro that's in the water. But you, yeah. need, you need a lot of you to do it. <laughs> Okay, Donovan, uh, I find that when I'm in the water and the crowd is large, the pressure is on to compete for a wave and the pressure impacts my surfing. 100%. Yeah. It's like dog-eat-dog dog in the water. Um, no rules apply. It's just if a wave comes, go. There's no um, etiquette. It's like who's been waiting longer. All of it's out of the window. So what I do in those circumstances is I try to look at who moves well because if someone's moving awkwardly and surfing really badly on the wave, there's a very good chance they're not going to make it. Mm. In which case, there's a very good chance that I can, if they don't make the section, I can go, um, or they'll get stuck behind the section or fall off and yeah. I can take their wave. So every bad surfer is possibly my wave. So if you look at it that way, it's that, wow, suddenly 50% of these surfers aren't great. I've got 50% more chance of getting a wave. But you've got to wait, 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 oh, forward, and go. That's a pretty good formula. I'm sure yeah. that there must, must be some sort of mathematical equation that we can write that out. But like you said, snapper behind the rock, almost every single one of the guys is a pro or sponsored yeah. surfer. So if, if I go behind the rock, like I'm like, mm, okay, I'll just not catch a wave. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let me see this one here. What's oh, better to oh hang on, hang on, what is this? Wow, <laughs> no way. It's somebody's birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear and Happy birthday to you. Hey. There we go. I did. Hope you wish for a 20. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you very much. Uh, damn, I was trying to keep that quiet. Um, okay, anyway, moving, moving swiftly on. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, so what's better to focus on? Two or so quality waves, as in surfed well, or catch as many as, many as you can in bad conditions? That's like one to... Yeah, so, so what's better to focus on? Two quality okay. waves. If these were quality... I mean, if these were uh, lotto tickets, would you take one lotto t or two lotto tickets or a hundred? If well, well if, well, if they were the if they were the winning ones, well, no, no, because because that's that's what Carl's asking. What's better to focus on two quality waves, okay. so, two, so two winners. So you could potentially catch the best wave and fall off, and you might have waited the whole session for that. No, but it's, no. So okay. he's saying sur sur surfed well. So what? So let me try and rephrase it. What What would you rather have? Just. So you, you, you go for a session, you catch two waves, you surf them both really well, you're getting some really cool turns, or you're out there, it's sloppy conditions, and you, you catch as many as you can, but you're only sort of getting one turn in per each wave. 
Okay, so the thing with the bad conditions is that you don't mind falling, so you'll push your limits. The problem with a good wave, because you don't want to mess it up, you're actually going to surf below your standard. Okay. You're going to be very, very um, safe. Whereas the onshore, you don't care. So you're pushing your limit and you're pushing your standard. You know what's doable and what's not doable. So I always feel that I perform better when the waves are less than good. Okay. I think my opinion here is if you're training, if you're trying to get good at something, you're better off just catching as many waves as you can and just trying that one thing over and over and over again. Um, But then at the same time, it's really nice when you get one wave and you just get up and you turn and you go, I'm still going and you turn again. You go, what? I've never normally done more than two turns and you keep going and you do another turn. I I think that's more just... But I don't think you learn as much. Yeah, I think that's more just having a day with good waves. Yeah. Like if you've got a point break and it's running, you're just blessed. It's like, wow, this is so much nicer than a beach break that just closes out. Um, But yeah, there's something to be said for surfing onshore conditions and having the opportunity to just go as big as you can. Yeah, that's this one here. Brett, uh, Brett Stevenson, I think it's a question. I love my softies. I've got a six foot fish, uh, seven foot as well. Agreed, it's all around your time in the water. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've already answered that one there. Soccer analogy. Fiona, Fiona's very active tonight. Fiona, you've got your typing fingers on. Embrace the fear. I try to edge myself closer to the scary pickup zone. 100%. Definitely catch more waves that way. Uh, okay, that's an agreement there with Luke. Okay, I like Donovan's um, comment there. Competing for a wave can force, force you away from the bus stop. 100%. Yeah. So basically, if you know that, say, X is a spot where, where the wave's breaking, and some guy just paddles on your inside, and you know, you had no stuff you made, and you only paddle on his inside, and he's going to go... No, but I'm going challenge you. And you, you end up paddling off the peak. Mm. You, if you're smart enough, you'll paddle back to the peak. If the guy's a real asshole, he'll follow you back. But more than not, mm. he'll stay wide off the peak, get caught behind the section. And then it's kind of like slowly edge his way back with his tail between his legs. So, yeah, we, we're dealing with humans and not, not all of us are nice. So... I think some people are just oblivious as to, as to their, their behaviour sometimes as well in the water. Platino. Um, here we go. There's another question. What makes a longboard shape good for nose riding? Does the concave of the nose really help in nose riding? Yes. Um, the concave in the nose almost acts like a spoon. So what happens when you're standing on it? Um, because it's got a concave, the water comes and actually pushes up and it gives you a bit of lift. And okay. It kind of holds you there. It's a bit like you're finless. Yeah, yeah, something, something like that. Yeah, so um, if you ever see me in the car park, I'll give you some. Uh, I'll, I'll just remind you of some ombi tips. <laughs> um, also, with the longboard, you generally got a big single fin, um, and normally the best nose riders have very soft rails throughout the entire board. So if you think about it, while you're standing on the nose, let me go this way. The, the tail of your board is almost sitting inside the barrel, okay, mm. and that single fin stops the board from sliding out. So all of those um, design aspects are there to actually help nose riding better. So soft edge, big single fin, and some concave in the nose. Yep. And very flat rocker. Right, long comment here. 
I agree with that, that it's easier to take off, to take those big hits and falls when you're a younger person. So this is going right back to our conversation earlier on. Yes, of course it is. And when you are an adult, the risk equation changes when you're an adult or a parent. The risk is much greater. Um, I guess this is where Ombi helps in that you can do the work and practice that so you can minimise that increase. Yeah, absolutely. So this is what a... Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Facebook user, who, whoever you are, that's, that's gold. The, with... Being able to, by being able to train on LAN and simulate these movements over and over and over again, it does give you much more confidence when you are in the water. Well, if you think about it, a kid just has to play. Yeah. That's it. Like, he doesn't have to work or do, or hopefully not do chores. But when you're an adult, there, there's certain things and responsibilities, responsibilities that you have to do that you can't just go play. Hmm. So if we have got that spare hour or whatever and we we do some of the simulations in the Ombi techniques, um, that'll definitely go a long way of helping you. Yeah. Carl's put in the, the Dippy, which is from the Surf Psychology module in the, uh, in, in the program. Let me pop up, actually, if any of you are interested. There we go there. Let me just move that up slightly. Yeah, so Dippy stands for, do you know? You're Danger. Gonna, you're gonna tell them, interest. Importance. Yeah. Important. I thought it was interest. Important. No, that's no. the last one. Oh, um, pleasurable. I, I, I was going backwards. <laughs> yeah, so, so basically uh, the mind focuses on what's dangerous, dangerous first. Then it focuses on what's important. So in other words, if someone walked in and shouted, Ant, you'd turn around, I may not, because mm. you're important to you. Um, the third thing is pleasurable. If you're having fun, that's going to be important mm -hmm. to you. And then the last thing is uh, what's interesting. So if surfing comes on the TV, we might both go, oh, look, surfing. Yeah. Because we're interested in surfing. So that, that's the, um, the mind's way of, of sorting out um, sort of like stress and yeah. everything else. That's an awesome, awesome module by, uh, by Kim. Kim Bancroft. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, Mark's put, when you're tense, you are more likely to hurt yourself. Just relax and go for it. 100% agree. Yeah, so again, Mark, when you're tense, you look, you're probably going to look down at what you think the problem is. Mm. And inevitably, where you look is where you go. So you're yep. going to go wipe out and end up creating that problem. Yeah. Cheers from Fjordaventura. Hey. Canary Islands. Good waves there. Okay. Uh, just finished Chris Mills' pop-up program. Recommendations for next module. Cardboard surfer or BOSU ball? So you just done the pop-up with Chris Mills. What would you go for? Okay, Cardboard so you've just asked me, should I work on my balance, in other words, uh, my foot placement on the surfboard, or should I work on my hand-eye coordination and generating speed? So um, if you're standing on a board and your balance is all over the place, get the BOSA board program. If you're standing up on the surfboard and you're unable to generate speed and your hand coordination is off, get the cardboard program. Uh, I think that this might be to answer the next question as well, so just going back to that one there. Alexandra has asked, Clayton, could you talk more about softening the knees and how we can train for that? Would Bosu do that? Bosu would train you to soften the knees. Yeah, and, and the cardboard surfer, um, skateboarding, all of those things. Basically the whole program. You, you have to point your knees where you want to go. Um, we, we actually, on the 15 tips that we're doing on the YouTube, one of them is, is it? yeah, called the golf swing. Point your knees. Point your knees, yeah. Yeah, so we've got some YouTube content dropping, is it hopefully tomorrow sometime? Is that right? Hopefully. We've just got to just uh, do a final tweak and check on the video, and if it's good to go, yep. then that will be released tomorrow evening. 
And one of the tips is addressing what Alexandra said about um, softening the knees. Yeah. So we're, we're on it. Simone, thank you for answering Ryan's questions. I'm, I'm assuming that, Simone, you are the person who who has uh, recently had a child. So if that is you, Simone, congratulations. Um, and hopefully my little uh, answer there might have, might have helped you and uh, get you back in the water. Board video would be cool. That was related to the thing that I was talking about. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, hang on. There we go. I think this live should be about how good Clayton's long hair looks. <laughs> So interestingly, interestingly, uh, Clayton's daughter beforehand was was she, uh, out, eh? she was uh, I'm going to use the word titivating with uh, with your hair, just trying to get it all all perfect. And she gets she gets actually quite angry with you. She uh, does because I don't worry and care about my hair. I don't brush it. I don't do anything. So she's just like, Dad, fix your hair. <laughs> What's your height and weight? Uh, my height is some six six one. My weight is 86 kilograms. I will put that all in the board video. So I'm going to give you all my dimensions and all the, so all the board dimensions. I'll do it in a video and it's going to be amazing. It's going to be really cool and, uh, and fantastic. So, Clay, do you miss surfing the bluff? What's the difference between Gold Coast and... So, yes, I do miss surfing the bluff. I used to love the bluff. Um, the bluff has got this big raw energy and it's bombarded by tons of swell. And I'd normally go surfing there with a handful of friends. Gold Coast is amazing. It's sunny. Like, it gets way more perfect here. But I end up surfing with about 500 mates. So there's a big difference. Uh, it's just really crowded in Australia. A lot of like-minded people, and they all love surfing. Um, but, yeah, both places are just beautiful places to live, Australia and South Africa. Okay, well. Love them both. We are going to we're going to go fast paced now. Okay, okay. We're going to answer these quick. So, Elizabeth, any tips on dealing with strong sweeps, please? I couldn't even get my words out then. Start swimming more um, to get more endurance. Alternatively, get more volume through the centre of your board to help you paddle, not on the rails, just the centre. Okay. Hi guys, from Monday's late takeoff. Okay, so that's from the, the the late takeoffs talk. Yep. Should I pop up walk up? be roughly positioned a quarter of the way down the face to help us get in early. Brett Barley talks about it in one of his podcasts. So uh, Brett Barley's is a really good one. Um, look, there's no exact science because every wave is different. Mm. Um, I suppose th the stuff that we're telling you is going to aid you in feeling what you should do and doing what you should do. But... Like, I can't go to you, hey, Ant, um, there's a hill outside, and I've got to turn right. What angle should I turn at? Lance Armstrong, on his corner, heels at about 45 degrees. Hmm. So it, it's kind of like there's no exact science. It's very feeling-based. I, I was, I, I was going to say that, that you're going to resort to it's all a feeling. Yes, yes. you've got to feel it. And in order to feel it, you've got to fall a few times so that you get the understanding of what that feel is. Uh, this, this is a conversation you, you and I have had a lot as to how, how can we explain some things because some things you can't explain because some things are a feeling so it makes but it always impossible when you, as soon as you've felt it you yeah. know yeah. it's like that person who learns how to ride a bicycle they're like you can see their body learns yeah. and when the body learns they know so I think while the body doesn't learn the mind's overactive like with all these ideas of what you mm. should do but as soon as the body learns the mind goes quiet and just enjoys the ride yeah. 
I think that's an important thing. Yeah. Uh, real, real good tip here from Carl. Saw a docu uh, about Russell Burke, and he said to count 1,000, 2,000 when you're under the water, and you'll find it isn't as long as you actually think. And that guy's a madman. So if he's going, hey, just chill and count, do it. And it's, it, I mean, obviously, he is getting some serious hold downs, mm. and he needs to be able to deal with it. So that's like yeah. amazing advice. Yeah, that's cool. Thanks, thanks, Kyle. Uh, I vote for an Ombi Surf report each morning, please. Uh, the answer to that is no, you're not going to get one. <laughs> Otherwise, everyone will be, everyone will be turning Yeah, it will be crowded where I'm surfing. Here's a quick one. How do you deal with hardcore locals who inside paddle snake drop in and get aggressive? I know, I know what my answer would be there, is I would actually just physically move away from them, just because I can't be bothered with it. I can't be bothered with the hassle. There's... there's there's, uh, there's other options. That's that's my answer. What's your answer? Yeah. Do you, do you have to surf at the beach? Is that your only resort? Mm. Because basically, I'm trying to think of what you can control in that situation. You can either be polite and go cap in hand, in which case you, you may over time develop friendship mm. and they might want to share some ways with you. Yeah. That, that, that's a long-term approach. Um, or take a... Go surf a less sort of populated beach with less ways that aren't as good. It'll probably teach you how to surf better in the long run. Yeah. And then when you surf better, you could probably out paddle and out surf the monkeys anyway. Locals are just bullies. That's that's pretty much what it is. That's what we need: a gathering of zombie surfers in the water somewhere. <laughs> it's it's fun when you get a, when you get a gathering of zombie surfers in the water somewhere. Maybe maybe one day we'll um. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll just have a massive big paddle out. Just a huge party wave, a huge Ombi party wave. Uh, there's a lot of happy birthdays there. Let's skip past all those. Uh, okay, here we go. We've got happy birthday and a question. Yeah. What is a surfboard construction that you would recommend for a really durable surfboard, still light surfboard, without looking for the cost um, of, of manufacturing? So the que what is a surfboard construction that you'd recommend that is really durable? So just a really durable surfboard. What's that? that just jump to the the glass number, wouldn't it? So probably like like a Firewire to me are some of the most durable most durable boards. Um, the thing is like very difficult to custom make a Firewire. Um, I think most of them are just molded, and. Yeah, I think, I don't know. It's just still light without looking... Well, let's answer it this way. Yeah. Because I know that, that you've had people come in here before and I've, I've listened to them ordering a board and you've said, yeah. how long do you want it to last? You. To last? And, that, and that depends upon how thick a glass, you, glass job you do, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so so, so, okay. just, so that, that would probably be the answer to the so question. There's a, a strength to sort of performance ratio. Yeah. If your board's glassed really light, it's going to perform amazing, it won't last long. If your board's glassed strong, it's not going to feel great and so you're going to be stuck with it forever. Yeah. So that, that's kind of the balance. So what, what, what would you say the average person, someone who isn't surfing real high performance surfboards because they, they want it to last for a good sort of two, maybe three years? So, look, an average person is probably making more mistakes and they're falling more often. Yep. So, therefore, you need something glassed a bit stronger so that if you land on it, it doesn't get damaged yeah. as much. Um, in terms of performance, epoxies are, are, it's kind of the way boards are going. Yep. It's just 
the, the problem with epoxies is manufacturing. They take longer and they're a hell of a lot more difficult to do. So um, I think as epoxies get better and better, you're going to see more epoxies emerging into the mm. market. But right now, uh, the PU boards are the easiest boards to manufacture and you can manufacture them really fast and really quick. Okay, cool. Now we've got a couple more. I'm going to go for a couple more questions here. This, okay, this is a long one. I'm going to put it up on the screen. It might not fit. Well, uh, when I surf, I'm choosing between a 510 high performance board, which goes great in good waves, or a 5.6 Hypto Crypto, your favorite, which uh, goes good in small waves, but also goes good in good waves. The Hypto has more volume and is, more f and is a more forgiving board. Both birds are fun for me. I'm trying to dial in good bottom turns and top turns. When the waves are good, should I stick with the higher volume or the HPSB, which would give yep, which would be the best advantage on improving technique? Thanks. So your I'm going to remove axis. Your high performance surfboard is going to turn better, mm -hmm. meaning that um, there's there's easier places for you to get on the way. Think of Mick Fanning's turning. Yep. He's, he's if he's going right, he's almost coming back on himself doing figure eights. The, the Hypto Crypto, although it's short, it's got a slightly flatter rocker. It's got a round tail, which makes it slightly slower, but gives the board more control. Mm. So they, they're completely different boards. Um, the Hypto Crypto, for me, would go a lot better on a, a pushier, cleaner, bigger way, mm. where the high-performance surfboard is directed by the driver. So... Um, Sure. Well, I forget so, what the question is asking. I so, which one would be better for, for, practice, for practicing good bottom turns and top turns? Now, one thing... The high-performance surfboard. Yeah, and I think a really easy way to say this, and this comes from, from one of the tips, actually, that we were discussing there, and I was trying to get you to sort of break it down a bit more. Uh, more, more volume, less feeling. Yes, 100%. And that's the, probably the easiest way of saying it. So lower volume, you're going to feel a lot more, which means you're going to feel your turns more, which means that you're probably going to do... Or you, you're going to be able to... to you probably get your probably feel like you're not doing them so well at first, but you're going to feel it, so you're going to learn a lot quicker because you're going to get that feedback through your feet. Yeah? yeah? Cool. And... Okay. Here we go. A couple left to go. What size board should, should, you, recommend, should you recommend after a baby? Oh, Simone, I don't even know really, what you're currently writing, so... Yeah, hard really, to, really hard one to, to, yeah. to well, answer. I need to know the beat... Where you surfing? What are the waves like? Um, what were you riding previously? Like, there's so much information there. It's not just a simple five ten hypto crypto. Yeah. Although my answer would be just go and get a soft top because they're so much fun. Yeah. Anyway, what's this one? How good do I have to be to get a coloured board? I feel like wearing coloured footy boots. You bet. You better be good if you're gonna if you're gonna. Oh, okay, so most people ride a white surfboard. How good do you have to be before you ride a coloured surfboard? I tell you what, you don't have to be very good at all because all of my boards are now coloured boards, and my my soft top's bright pink. I'm all about taking the colour out in the water and just just having yeah. fun. So um... you're going to draw attention to yourself though, and if you are somebody that drops in a lot, you're going to be very easy to recognise. <laughs> So I just know from shooting um, when I was a pro surfer and then with my brother who takes, who does photography and then also now shooting stuff for, for Ombi, if you've got like a bright board, the camera's going to find you easier in the water. So that's one reason why I do it. 
Um, the second one is I uh, like being creative and artistic, so I get tons of coloured boards. Um, the third one, it's good for business because most of my boards stand out in the water in a sea of white boards. Yeah. So it's it's a personal preference. If you if you out there feeling self conscious, you're not in the moment because you're worried about the social threat that's going yeah. on. Whereas if you're going out there purely to have fun, um, red boards are faster, mate. <laughs> and lightning bolts. You want lightning yeah, bolts. Lightning bolts. Um, okay. On bigger waves, I sometimes get freaked out when someone is sitting on my line in the water as I'm coming down the line. How do you tune them out or surf around? Okay. A very loud voice. If, you know, if you're looking at them, the chances are you're going to hit them. Okay, so look where you want to go. Don't look at them. You, you, you're focusing all your, your energy and your thought at them. You're probably going to hit them. It's the same as if you're driving. There's two lanes um, and someone walks across the road and stands on the white line in the middle of the road. You don't look at them because you'll hit them. You keep in your lane. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, keep in your lane. Keep your line that you want to go at. Don't look at the pedestrian. Okay, we've got one, two... There's three more things I'm going to put up on the screen. Any more that come up, I, we, we, we're, we're, I'm cutting the line off. We've we got cake to eat. Would you consider doing a show on longboarding? I'd love to see how much of the course applies to longboarding. Would you do a show on longboarding? Yes, so I've um, coached a lot of longboarders in South Africa. I've travelled overseas and coached longboards, and I even ride longboards on occasion. All right, future yeah, episode? It's fun. So we'll do longboarding on a future episode. Yeah, I suppose uh, we've got to find out what questions I want. Um, yeah, so I'll tell you what, we'll, 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 we'll put longboarding on the list. I will put up a, a Facebook post ahead of time for you to put your questions underneath so that we address the right things with the longboarding. Yeah. Do you have any tips to prepare just for paddling out in the surf that's above your comfort level? Um, well, we've got the... We've got the um, the visualization program that's that's going to be coming out soon, and that's got a pre a pre uh, surf visualization, whether it's big, whether it's small. But ultimately, if it's bigger, you, you want to make sure that you get yourself into a calm place so bef before you paddle out. I've been out. pushing you a lot, yeah. out of your comfort zone. Whether it's trying to get a barrel, catch a bigger wave, like you'll catch a wave and I go, "Hey, Ant, that was cute." So, like, I I think having that person who's got your back but is also pushing you is, is really important yeah um, I definitely yeah I, that I definitely say when it is bigger I, I will approach it differently as I say I'm all about the fun and, and uh, just get, getting out there and, and running down the beach but when it is a bit more out of my comfort zone I will be very careful about what's going on in here and I will and I will focus I'll, I'll breathe I'll listen to calm music before I go in to just make sure that I'm not getting myself in that uh, that sort of high energy state because I want to be yeah, calm when down, I go out. Yeah. Cool. And then this is the last one that, that we're going to put up. What? Okay. Stay away from yum yum yellow. Uh, Mick Fanning's board is yellow and the shark took a bite of it. Oh, really? Well, not, yeah, Mick, when he punched me in the nose. Yeah. Yeah, yellow looks uh, like a fishing lure to a shark, so... Oh, does it? Having said that, there's a yellow one there. One of my favourite boards is bright yellow, and it's like multicoloured as it comes down. I wondered why someone told me I looked like a giant fishing lure when I was out, yeah. out there paddling around. Um, let's do one more, one more question, and that's this is it. Does a step up have to be higher volume? 
Um, for me, a step up needs to have a longer rail line so that when mm -hmm. you bottom turning, it doesn't slide out. Yep. Um, the the volume is more your your paddle power. Mm. So often, if you're riding a step up, there's probably some kind of sweep where you have to paddle yep. further and the waves bigger. So yes, it does need added volume. It doesn't necessarily need thicker rails because that you won't be able to bury the rail. Um, it might need to be longer and narrower yeah. so you can actually put on rail. It doesn't. You don't want it wider because it'll just sit flat. You can't get on rail. Um, I think the step up that you made for me was only a marginally more volume. If, it, if, it, if I remember rightly, it was just, it was just longer, um, which would have just been what accounted for that extra little bit of volume. But yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a huge yeah, it was amount just a, of extra just a volume. Slight step up for yeah. some overhead surf. Yeah, not not a gun by any means. No, yeah. no. And Except. on on that note, uh, make sure that, that you keep an eye on the YouTube. Uh, head over there, subscribe to that channel if you haven't already. That is Ombi Surf on YouTube. So like the videos, subscribe to that channel, hit that notification bell, share this with your friends. The group, the community is growing. You guys are all amazing. You're doing some great comments and stuff within the community. I will start working on that um, a video of my my board so that you can get an idea of what it is that Clayton has given me to ride as your as your very average surfer. Uh, but we will be back. So we're going to start running because of the amount of extra content that we are currently um, creating for YouTube, which is stuff down the beach. It's taking up a lot of our time yeah. um, doing also, that. Also, we want to get out of the office. Yeah, to have to take the trip. Uh, we both surfing, and yeah. we said this time would come. Yeah. So these lives that we're going to do, we're going to move them to every other week instead, so that we can get down the beach and create more content. So you're still going to get just as much content, but some of it's going to be pre-recorded, nicely put together stuff actually down at the beach, and then every other week we'll come on, we'll answer questions, and we'll do some really cool stuff here. But uh, yeah, things are changing. If you're in the insiders, keep an eye out because I will be putting up the the date for the next insider. So the May insiders zoom meetings and i post that into the group i'll try and do it tomorrow uh once we've definitely confirmed uh the date but guys thank you for tuning in this evening and uh yeah bit of there we go bit of mental stuff to digest yeah i think there was quite a lot in tonight's episode a lot of stuff to process but lots of golden nuggets in there as well and in actual fact whatever your favorite golden nugget was Make sure that you post it up into the group. What has been your biggest takeaway from this session? Any closing notes or are you good to go? Um, good to go. Um, like I said, I'm just really, really stoked on the, the group. Um, it's a really good community. And keep paying it forward. Keep passing it. The Shall we? Right. right. So oh, if, no. if, if, if you're still here now at the end, if you're still here now at the end, <laughs> at the weekend, we had a little bit of a competition that's happened. It wasn't surf related at all. But we had a lip sync battle and yeah that's that's it was pretty good if 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 you would like to see the performance of clayton as freddie mercury and me as uh, uh either freddie mercury or elton john the battle of the queens come on yeah okay but, so if you would like to see <laughs> the battle of the queens and you can judge for yourselves as to as to who should have won uh, I'm not, not going to tell you who did win, but if you would like to see those two performances of either of, of myself as Freddie and also Clayton as Freddie, then uh, then type Freddie in the comments below and I will post it on... If we get enough comments, I will post the video on Friday. It's pretty embarrassing. It's not surf-related, but it does give you a bit of an insight as to the kind of personalities that we, <laughs> that we are 
when we're messing around. But that's it from us tonight, guys. Remember to leave Freddie in the comment below if you do want to see that video, and I'll post it into the group on Friday. But until the next episode, which won't be next week, it'll be the week after, get out there, have some waves, have some fun. Focus on the fun. For the next two weeks, focus on the fun. That's it from us. I'm going to see if I can do this without looking. Oh, we've got Freddy's coming in already. <laughs> All right, it's happening. It's happening. I might post it sooner. Cheerio.